listening to Psyche Design Season 2. I'm your host, Megan Lavota. We're about to journey the limitless depths of the psyche, so get comfortable, get settled, and let's go. Hello there. So today I'm going to be discussing turning a friendly face toward the shadow. And what kind of lifestyle would that be if you were someone that genuinely had or generally had a friendly attitude toward your shadow? So this is a huge topic, and I'm actually going to be doing a workshop on a very similar topic that's called Dancing with the Shadow, Embracing Your Inner Paradox next Saturday the 8th, I believe. I'll have a link on that below if you're interested. And if you can't make it, I understand that this is last minute. I want to be doing, uh, I will be hosting similar workshops in the future on this subject. So a lot of you listening to this probably are familiar with Carl Jung's concept of the shadow. This episode is not going to be really focused on defining the shadow. I might make another episode on that, but I'm going to assume that you have a general understanding whenever I say the word shadow, uh, which is essentially all the parts of our psyche that we're not conscious of. Uh, they might make our ego uncomfortable. Uh, we might be in denial of these things. It's a pretty general term for those contents of your psyche that you cannot see. So um, we also want to bring up the question of now that you know your personality type, assuming that you do know your personality type. Now what? How does that knowledge of your personality type shift your perception? So I've been circling around these sorts of topics for several years now, but what I'm what I'm coming to, like this main point, I guess, that I feel like I'm coming to is this idea of what is your ego's attitude toward the shadow and I think that if you are familiar with your Jungian personality type pattern um, that will tell you a lot about how your ego naturally functions and um, your tendencies your preferences but it doesn't tell you what your attitude is toward the shadow um there is a lot of talk out there within the personality type community. Like, let's say you're not really, you don't have as much background in young, but you have been studying personality type for a while. There's a lot of different ways of talking about things such as developing your shadow functions or um, tapping into your inferior function. All of the, all of that regarding developing the shadow functions is a portion of shadow work in a more general way because your personality is only going to be your your personality type is just going to be sort of a sliver of your psyche um it can kind of tell you this um hero's journey that your ego might be going through now one of my biggest criticisms of how people discuss personality type is um i think that the ego trap that we can get into is that once we once we know what our personality type is then what again like i said now what what do we do with that information the ego can approach this in different ways 
the ego can double down on its own self-understanding and be like, yes, I am that. I am an ENFJ. I am a feeling type. I am an intuitive type. I am an extrovert. The ego could be like, yes, that is me. Now, what are the shadow sides of that? So using myself, uh, uh, ENFJ, best fit type as an example, the shadow of that would be introversion. It would be uh, sensing. It would be thinking. More specifically with my cognitive functions, uh, extroverted sensing and introverted thinking would be uh, the exact shadow flip side of my dominant and auxiliary functions, not to mention the shadow functions that you don't prefer. All of these are parts of the shadow. And um, we could take the attitude of, I'm a feeler, therefore none of that thinking stuff matters to me. None of that sensing stuff matters to me. Or you can take a different attitude where you approach the shadow with curiosity, with humility, with um, interest, with openness. So that is, I guess, my number one reflection question for all of you is what is your attitude toward the shadow? And then um, I'm going to be talking pretty generally about the attitude and, and how to potentially develop a an attitude toward the shadow that might be more embracing it. Because the thing is, is that, um, how do I want to word this? It's normal for the ego to separate things between that's me and that's not me. And that could be very helpful. And in fact, even whenever you are discovering your personality type, it could be very helpful to be able to separate me from what's not me. Uh, if you realize you're an extrovert, it might help you figure out what kind of career uh, to go into. Knowing that I have a preference for intuition and feeling, for example, can help me figure out what um, what sort of careers to go into. It could uh, help me understand maybe some of my relationship patterns, people I tend to gravitate toward. Um, so knowledge of type really is just the first step in how you approach that knowledge of type is uh, absolutely crucial for how much value type actually could bring your life. And I think that we don't talk enough about the how. We talk a lot about the what. We talk about the difference between ENFJ and INFJ. We talk about um, the difference between intuition and sensing, um, NI and NE, if you're into the cognitive functions. We talk a lot about these differences. And I think that if we don't talk enough about the how of how we are uh, approaching that information, if, if we don't intentionally talk about the how, what will happen is that our ego will naturally, without even thinking, do the separation game where we double down on our identity and we identify with these functions that are our preferences or we identify with this personality type. So there's nothing wrong with seeing yourself in a personality type. However, each of the 16 personality types 
they are um essentially they're they're kind of like social roles that you play they're not the self with a capital s now in carl jung's uh idea of individuation it's all about this journey to find the self and the self is separate from our egos and so knowing your personality type can very well be a hindrance to finding yourself even though it tells you a lot about how your ego works so that's why this attitude thing and this how is very important because if we're just taking in the information of I'm an ENFJ, these are my tendencies and these are my shortcomings and this is how I might manage stress and these are the things that might trip me up. If I just take in that information without reflecting on that and without thinking about what my attitude is going to be toward that, it's so easy to just fall into a trap of, okay, well, I guess that means I need to avoid all of these things that are my weaknesses or else I'm going to make a fool of myself or else I'm going to fail or else I'm going to experience pain. It's the ego is naturally, you know, going to try and do that. So, um, you know, knowing your personality type can be very beneficial for improving your relationships with friends and family who are a different personality type than you. However, you also can choose to take in that information and discriminate against different types. You might say, I don't know, that type is quite different from me. So I do not under, I, I don't care to get to know those people. Some it's way too common in the type community for people to say things like, I don't get along with this sort of type, or I would never date this sort of type. And again, it's normal for our ego to have preferences, like especially when it's coming to picking a job, for example. Like, like I said before, the 16 personality types, they kind of play these social roles. You might think of it as a caricature, to be to be honest. It's it's not yourself, it's not who you really are deep down. It might even be similar to a mask you wear in order to perform a sort of social function. You know, the ego is there for a reason. Your preferences are there for a reason. There's likely lots of potential and talent there. So for example, for me as an ENFJ, I'm going to attempt to use my extroverted feeling and introverted intuition to give back to society in some way because those are the functions that I naturally use um, and so, you know, there's got to be an outlet for your your dominant functions. I'm not saying to, like, not focus on them at all. But um, I think that there's this, there's this wall between what we're conscious of and what we cannot see. And I think that, so, so Jung suggested that um, having this attitude toward the shadow was a moral, what was actually an ethical thing. Um, and he described it as a moral feat to uh, be able to embrace the shadow. So shadow work is a whole other topic that I could do another video on, but I'm sure you've heard about it. It's become quite a buzzword these days. But the whole idea of doing shadow work is a lifelong journey. So what I'm talking about though today is the first step. I'm talking about the attitude. 
that your ego has. And this is something that we can shift very, shift just a small thing and it can make a huge difference. And I think that regarding the attitude we have toward the shadow, there's always going to be a wall between what we're conscious of and what we're not. However, um, how thick is that wall? And so it can go the wall between your shadow and your uh your conscious and your unconscious could be a big thick brick wall or it could be a um a piece of glass you know very thick glass it could be very thick glass but you can potentially see a little bit through so anyway and uh another thing uh when it comes to the ego attitude is Yes, your ego is always going to have this need for control potentially, but what kind of control? Is your ego um, a tyrant? Is your ego trying to um, basically stomp out everything that is not like it? Or is your ego a um, democratic ruler, a transformational um leader that is listening to all of the psyche and taking responsibility for all of the psyche so what i think what we really want to get to and what a lot of my content moving forward is going to be discussing is not so much what is your personality but how do you use your your knowledge of your personality to think about um how to really be yourself and not just stop at the identity label. Because I think that a lot of us that get into personality type, we do it because we are into self-discovery. We want to know more about who we are. We want to improve our relationships. And I think that giving getting the label of ENFJ, for example, um, that can feel like this short-term fix. Like you can get this dopamine hit of, yes, I, I learned about myself. Cool. But there's more. <laughs> and um, I guess I'm trying to talk about this resistance that, or how we need to kind of lean into the resistance here and feel into that um, if we want to go a little deeper and find ourselves, or be on the path to finding ourselves on the path to uh, dancing with the shadow in a more symbiotic way. Because the thing is, is that these shadows are going to come up whether we like it or not. And it's really a matter of how do we respond when those shadows come up. The thicker your wall and the more tyrannical your ego if a shadow comes up, you're going to not see it coming and you're going to be more likely to blame and double down on your ego's um, tendencies. But if you respond with curiosity and humility and openness, when your shadows come up, you can use that as a learning opportunity. So this can this could apply in a personal sense or in an interpersonal sense. So for example, using type in an interpersonal sense, let's say I as an ENFJ is engaged with a ISTJ in a work situation. 
if I was not already having this attitude of humility and curiosity about my shadows of sensing and thinking, then like that, that's going to directly change how I interact with that other person. So for me, interacting with an ISTJ, if I am curious and grateful and intrigued by sensing and uh, thinking, then I, I'm going to engage in a complete, like, I'm going to engage in a completely different way. I'm not going to be like shut down and, and like ignoring and, and, completely blind to any value that they would have to offer and um so much of this is about I think leveraging the creative potential that already exists between people between yourself and uh kind of leaning into that resistance and leading into that creative tension because like for two people to have different uh type preferences it like really can go one of two ways. Well, the two ways are on a spectrum, but you can be approach it from love and curiosity and really gain from the other person's um, like uh, allow the other person's strength to teach you something and allow you to integrate some more of your shadows so that you walk away from the relationship better off than where you started or it can turn into this uh, this warlike battle between two tyrants of the ego. But if both of the ego's attitudes toward each other was from a more transcendent and transformational uh, mindset or a growth mindset, you could say, then you're going to be aware of these little differences and these little uh, these points in which you can um, work together. And, and both both gain. And this doesn't even have to be interpersonal. Like I was saying, like you, this could just be you personally. Let's say you're working on a project and you find yourself, you keep getting stuck in the same types of spots over and over. Or maybe in your personal life, you find yourself repeating certain patterns over and over and you get uh, triggered and now you're in this spiral and you don't know how to get out and you're frustrated with yourself because you always seem to be getting into these same spirals. So no matter who it is that's involved, even if it's just all in your own head, it's like when you trip, it's like look at yourself or and be like, how um yeah, change your change your attitude about your when when you're tripping. Like and I think if we can almost like play a role of like an investigator whenever the shadows come up, it starts to get really fun. Now, I personally think it feels fun. Um, I've done a lot of trial and error with this, with my inferior TI uh, throughout the years. And in fact, if, for those of you who have been following me for a long time, you might have noticed that I have not been posting nearly as much as I used to post. And the funny thing about that is that I've been reading more, I've been writing more, I've been questioning more, my thoughts are clearer, and I'm not feeling the same urge to share that I used to, and it's actually very strange, because I think that with my dominant extroverted feeling, I always had this impulse to share with everyone else and help others, and then the more curious my extroverted feeling started to get about my 
uh, introverted thinking, the more I realized how much that information, how much it had to offer and how much it can help me help others. So for example, using extroverted feeling and introverted thinking as an example, I've realized that getting really clear on my concepts and getting better and quicker at my word choice can help me put something into exactly the right words that will be exactly what someone needs to hear that will actually crack one of their uh, limiting beliefs. So FE just without just on its own without TI might feel like empty platitudes of you can do it. I love you. I've got you go for it. But FE with some TI in there can tell you specifically like uh, why you can do it or how to do it or, you know, um, it can help clarify things and it can help you feel better. Um, so, you know, my, the more I've wanted to lean into my FE desire to want to help others, the more I realize that there's all these problems that I want to solve here. How do I solve them? Um, I don't just want to be a cheerleader. So I want to actually help people. So what does that mean? Well, I'm going to have to do some work and think about it. And I'm going to have to, you know, figure it out and troubleshoot it with, in, uh, with inferior TI. So anyway, um, so this turning a friendly face toward the shadow, I think that it's like this first step to just sort of open your heart up to a little bit of curiosity. And um, I think it's the first step toward an entire life or an entire journey of shadow work, integrating the shadow and all that good stuff. And it's something you can do every day. Just check in with yourself. And what is my attitude? You can check in your with yourself whenever you trip up. You can check in with yourself every time you meet a new person. Or you can just do it every morning or every night. Just sort of be like, what's my, how's my attitude? And I think that the potential here, if you want to know my opinion here, is that I think the shadow is gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful. I think it's the mystery of life. I think that you find a lot of artists are inspired by the shadow. A friend and I uh, talked about the concept of shadow gazing. We might turn that into either, we, we thought about turning that into a podcast, so don't take that name. But anyway, like the whole idea of shadow gazing, I, I've just been thinking about how it starts with, like this first step is to just loosen up a little bit and perhaps see the value in the shadow and be you know ha have your ego be a little bit more humble be a little bit more curious about it, what it doesn't know so that whenever the shadows come up you could be open to it like a sponge rather than this is another thing is that i think sometimes when people talk about shadow work or even about developing their functions they might feel like oh i need to dig and dig until i find out what's wrong with me until i find the problem and I think that it's not so much that, it's not so much that we have to dig into our shadows. I just think we need to be open because like I said, and like I've said before, and what Carl, Carl Jung has said is that this individuation process, it happens on its own. The shadows will come up on its own. You don't have to do the work to go dig up the shadows. That would be your ego controlling the situation. I've been guilty of that, of being like, I need to dig up my shadows. 
and uh it might feel like you're going somewhere but like i think that the re- in reality the mindset is a lot like mindfulness it's uh it's a lot like meditation to where it's about letting go and it's about just letting the shadows come and leave like it's the same like with meditation if you're just letting thoughts kind of pass by to where like you're just listening you know you're open you're you're grateful but that this first step might be just having more of a friendly face rather than trying to stomp out the ego because honestly so or stomp out the shadow with our ego because that's just what we all do and that's what our culture encourages so you're not a bad person if your ego is trying to stomp out the shadows we we all do it even if there's a big part of us that um is trying to appreciate the shadow more but i think that on the on the other end like a lot of artists they have this mindset where they're not just open to the shadow they spend their day gazing at the mystery and the beauty of the shadow and so i think that that is a whole other thing that honestly reminds me of worshiping the feminine principle worshiping the goddess or sophia something like that that i think has kind of been lost in our society i think that there's a lot i can say on this and now i'm kind of just uh throwing out some half-baked ideas here is that um basically a lot of people right now are talking about oh these divided times i can't believe how divided we are everything's so chaotic and um whenever carl jung uh came out with his theory of psychological types and was talking about thinking versus uh feeling sensing versus intuition he was talking about the one-sidedness of the western mind this is a whole other point that I want to make another video about is that he was talking about the one-sidedness of the Western mind. And so one thing that I think we can forget is that a lot of his, this theory, a lot of his theory is probably, you know, it is universal um, to all people. However, culture plays a big role. And so we can't forget that, especially putting this in the context of when it was written in like the late twenties, and also from a Western standpoint, uh, Young was pointing out how this one-sidedness is becoming a huge problem. Now, if you remember earlier, whenever I was saying that this attitude where we are more mindful, where we are more open toward the shadow reminds me of mindfulness. It makes me wonder if the Eastern mindset, if their religions already have some of this shadow curiosity baked in a little bit more because if you look at the history of wars in the western world and how much it can feel very divided like even the whole idea of the industrial revolution and the scientific revolution and this rise of materialism it makes sense to to see how potentially the western um culture has more of this this versus that there it seems to me like there's a strong divide of you're you're either this or that that um and carl Jung's uh, book uh about psychological types when he brought up uh the types it's like our tendencies toward these functions is kind of just one way that we're a little bit crazy 
it's not necessarily a good thing to be a type. It's not a bad thing. It's a part of our process. It's a part of our, the way I see it, we start out whole and undifferentiated. Then we differentiate ourselves. And then we go down the individuation path. And then we get closer and closer to an integrated wholeness. But it's like, um, we start out with all this potential and every choice we make leads to more differentiation. Our ego is saying, this is me. That's not me. This is me. That's not me. We're like deciding who we are as we go, but all of that potential still with us to where we eventually can then attempt to bring back all of that potential back with us through embracing the shadow as we get older. Um, anyway, what I, the what I was talking about though with the divided times is that I feel like right now in 2022 in America in particular because that's what I could speak to is that it feels like we're getting more and more divided into two distinct camps uh, politically and you we could see this uh, in our social issues as well and so um, I think that well actually. The whole idea of, I definitely think that Christianity is part of the reason for this because um, the whole idea of good versus evil and original sin, um, I think, um, facilitates this division. Like if we're, if we really believe that there's good and then there's evil and as these two separate camps, then we're very much looking at things through the duality perspective whereas we also could look at both of those duality through a transcendent perspective like a triangle where we're looking at both from a bird's eye view and we are attempting to integrate both together uh so anyway I'm getting a bit into other things that I kind of didn't want to get into because I think that they would be better for their own dedicated video. But I guess my point is, is that one of the reasons why I think that this is important is because I think that this, that, you know, Jung suggested that our attitude toward the shadow was very important and that it was in fact a moral feat to um, attempt to integrate uh, your shadow and I think that while fully integrating the shadow might feel like a far off pipe dream, maybe similar to ideas such as enlightenment or even ego death, while that might feel like a far out pipe dream, what you can do today right now is be a little bit more humble and a little bit more curious about your shadows and knowing your type doesn't only show you your preferences, it also shows you your shadows. And so you can be aware when you're interacting in the world, keep your ears perked for the things that potentially you would have just glossed over and fought, found not important. You can start to be like intrigued a little bit by it. And um, I think that we're in the midst of a cultural shift, cultural revolution, and I have no clue what is going to happen. It, to me, it feels like a things must get worse before they get better sort of deal, which I don't really like. 
However, this brings me to a whole other topic of that. I've been thinking a lot about self-development as being a reflection of social justice as well and how um, a lot of this rise of self-development these days has felt a little bit narcissistic, a little bit like how do I improve my career? How do I have it all? How do I hold up uh, or how do I make sure that I measure up to all of these impossible Western standards? Um, but if we think about the division that we are facing in our culture and if we want to come together and have there be less conflict what sort of attitude would the human race have to have in order to do that and it doesn't mean that you let go of something you believe in or something that's your preference absolutely not because some preference or some opinions are more integrated than others and so some things aren't even a true binary some things are um tyrannical ego comparing itself to a more well-rounded view so even whenever i say when i talk about the left and the right politically i'm not even saying that they're on equal footing i'm i absolutely don't think that but um anyway um what helps me is thinking about it as i'm in charge of my mindset i'm in charge of what I how I respond to things. I'm not in charge. So this is another this is another thing of your ego needs to know that it is not as in charge as it thinks it is. But what are you in charge of? So kind of allowing the shadow to play its role and sit back and watch a little bit and observe and and, and enjoy. Um the ego my ego is not in control of other people of everything that happens to me um but it can control how it responds whenever a shadow comes up or when a lesson comes up and we we can control how we choose to engage in our attitude toward things and if we're curious and loving and all that sort of stuff more on love in another episode but i would argue that Shifting our attitude about the shadow is going to be a very crucial shift in order to support this cultural revolution that I think we're kind of in the midst of, but I think that it's probably going to take a decade or two, if not more, for us to like actually get there. I feel like a lot of people are starting to have these discussions lately, and I guess I want to open the door to this discussion. What would it look like to um, dance with the shadow? What would it look like to um, em embrace it and its role there? Which now as I'm saying this, I'm realizing it kind of just reminds me of, it feels feminist in a sense because I feel like a lot of times, you know, the moon and astrology has been associated with the subconscious a lot of feminine tarot archetypes are associated with the unconscious and the shadow. And I do feel like there's something very receptive here and very like almost feminine energy spirituality here that to where this 
decision to embrace the shadow in and of itself is a way of balancing the polarities between light and shadow. So, um, because, you know, if there's light, there's shadow. And if there's a shadow, there's light. The two feed into each other. And I would argue that our Western culture has been very focused on the light. And right now we're facing a lot of black and white thinking, a lot of division where we need some more gray area here. And I do think it reminds me of a lot of the Eastern mindset of mindfulness and letting go and um, being a little bit more receptive um, to things and a little bit more perceptive. So, and I think that that's an attitude that's needed in particular right now and i think that it is something that we need to talk about when it comes to our personality type because the knowing your personality type can be a catalyst for finding the self and for individuation and for um improving your relationship with your shadow but only if you're asking yourself about that attitude and you're asking yourself how how am i using my personality type so but I think that there's a lot of beauty to be seen in the shadow. And like I said, I think a lot of artists, what they, they get their work from gazing at the shadow and from marveling at its beauty. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I would love to hear your thoughts. Please let me know if you had any questions or if there was any topic that really struck you. The more comments I get, it's going to really help me feel like we're having a back and forth with this podcast and will help me have ideas as well so I can post more regularly. So thank you so much and have a wonderful rest of your day. I feel bad.